1: Hi, I'm Neil Anderson. Welcome to my podcast. This is Return to Real Honest Health and Fitness. And it's not very often you get to speak to one of your idols, a true legend in the health and fitness industry. And I always said that if I was lucky enough to get Dan John on the show, I'd just sit and pick his mind. Wouldn't say a word, I would just sit here and pick his mind. Folks, you know Dan John, you do. So you might have read one of his books. If you're in the industry, the health and fitness industry, you've read one of his books. What are we at? Nine ish, uh, fourteen. Wow, um, prolific writer. And you've, uh, if you haven't written, read one of his books, you have, uh, you've read one of his articles, all over Men's Health, and there's too many to list
2: that you write for. It would be, uh, it would be sneaking up on probably
1: published. Sn- Somewhere between 500 and a 1,000. Yeah. 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 For all different publications. Yeah. I've been, I I came up on you. Meaning, yeah. like in the health and fitness world, I've been doing this 26 years. And I think that's yeah. a long time. But then I read your book, uh, 40 Years with a Whistle. And that would have been five or six years ago. Yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah. So this would be my 42nd-ish year as a coach. Yeah. And I started lifting weights in 1965, which puts me at about 55-ish, 56
1: years of being in the
2: weight room and putting stuff over my head, yeah.
1: Lindsay and I were, were talking about it on the way over. You're like, how do you introduce a legend? Do you sit and give the accolades and talk about no. Highland Games, and you no. sit and do all of this stuff, or do you just go, ladies and gentlemen, Sir Elton John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that how you do it? Yeah. How you doing? Thanks for joining I'm, me. I'm
2: doing really well. This, worked out. this is great, and like I said, I'd be more than happy to come in any time.
1: I would be so honored yeah. to be able to sit down and pick your mind. I love your style. I love that... In my business, what you try to do in the health and fitness business is you try to overthink every little thing. Right. You make sure that you got all the science right, which is impossible because science seems to be about three levels deep. And then you read everything that you can and then you talk in third person. You never have an opinion. You talk in third person. You say what other people said. Right. And you don't. No. And I love that about you. I love no. that you'll just say what's on your mind. Well, the... The issue is this, is that when you work with – okay, so I basically
2: have two major kinds of clientele. So it's athletes, and then it's military. And in both cases, the clock is ticking. And literally, you know, um, I I wear this little band on this group of guys I worked with, and they all died. Everybody on this group is dead. So we can't wait – for the research to catch up with what we want to do out there. Uh, when we're working with an athlete, like I always joke with, you know, at one high school I helped one time, uh, the football coach wouldn't let the boys do any other sport, say football. right? And then they would come out for track their senior year, and after a few days they'd say, this is so great, why didn't I do it before? And I'd be like, well, I don't know. But we only have six more weeks, so every minute we have this conversation about the past ain't moving us forward. So with this boy, with little Neil here, uh, I've got six weeks to turn you from a high school football player into a state champion or somebody who goes to state as a shot putter. So we don't have time to sit down and go, "How do you feel?" Or you know, what is the research saying about the you know angle of release? We don't have time. We're going to just get you to throw. So sometimes when you work with athletes, uh, you know, everyone thinks I'm a cruel person because my assessment for athletes is three words: Can you go? Which is the name of one of your books? Yeah, because it's funny because when I work with everybody else, I have this beautiful little assessment and it works that wonderfully. It's a Venn diagram, and then it's just uh, the personal trainers who use it. It goes, it's the clearest thing I've ever used. Yeah, I know. And with athletes, can you go? Because you know it's that same boy, state track meet. And he walks up and he goes, Coach. Usually I have a bagel before I compete. Today they didn't have bagels. So they only have, uh huh. Good. Can you go? 'Cause they're about to call your name and you got like two minutes to decide whether the bagel or the state championship. That so that's sports. So what's good about sports and military applications is it it makes you appreciate that, you know, I always tell people time flies, as do we. Um you know, I'm I'm sneaking up on sixty three now. Uh, my brother died last June. Um people so. in my family don't live long. Uh, I'm going to celebrate my mother's 40th year of her her death this year. And and I know the clock is ticking in my life. And so one of the things I'm trying to do is if I do and I do care about this thing called legacy, it's very important to me. Um, I've been given too many opportunities, too many gifts. I've had too many people work with me that I feel like I have this debt and we always joke about this karmic debt. And so for me, I don't I feel I don't have time to be wishy-washy on things. So you'll just say it? Well, not just – well, yeah. And, and it's weird because sometimes I think I'm being cruel. Like if I'm working with Lindsay sitting next to you, if I say – and I'll just say something, and I go, I don't mean to be cruel. I'm just saying six months from now, you're not going to be an athlete anymore. Your career will be over. The The Olympics are this year. They're not 2021. Things in our my world – End. and and that and that really chases us uh, as a coaching staff and as as my athletes we have got to get things done the upside of all that is i i feel this way neil is that if so i have this mental spectrum okay if you're one of my interns i demand that you adopt an underserved community so i work i work with death uh, athletes, uh, deaf uh, trainers a lot. I have a good friend named Ann who's been wonderful. She lives in Denver, uh, born deaf, and she's been so good helping me coach and present because embracing the fact that she's deaf. My friend Taylor Lewis works with cystic fibrosis. In fact, he proved in a study at Stanford that strength training for this terrible disease called cystic fibrosis is better for cardiovascular improvements
1: than what they were doing. So they lift weights to improve their lung health. Do you remember when there was a time in the 90s, I was told we don't lift weights for lung health. As a matter of fact, lifting weights, anaerobic, anaerobics doesn't add to your lung health. And in fact, you'll become less anaerobically strong and and muscle-bounded. Why did I dismiss that immediately? I know. You looked away. You were like,
2: meh. Well, because track and field. Yeah. Track and field athletes, marathoners lift weights. Uh, Percy Cerruti, the great Australian coach, his athletes lifted weights and they broke all these world records. We're pretty sure they, pro- they were probably clean athletes, too, at the time, <laughs> uh, which is always a thing with, you know, my world. pretty sure. You uh, just have a qualifier so in there. It, you, just can't, you, you just can't say that kind of thing. But to get back to my point is if I, – I tell people this. If it works at the top 001% of athletes in special uh, military and it works for – oh, people with cystic fibrosis, we can say, you know what, then? If it works on those extremes, we can deduce, uh, uh, well, I've got to be careful. That's, that's adductive reasoning, but that's okay. Uh, that It's going to work for everybody else. And so that's why I always focus on the two ends. Um, it, if it works for high-level athletes and it works for someone with a terrible disease or an issue – then we can figure it works for everybody else. And so that's my – if you're going to say my research, my research is what are the best of the best doing and
1: and what about those we sometimes forget? And if it works, let's just apply it broadly. Let's talk about what works. We're I'm creeping up on 50. I'll be 50 next month. Well, happy birthday to you. What, what year is that then? What's that, 70? 1970.
2: 1970. Jesus i see it
1: i see your yeah, eyes there's, I some know memory, there's some memories going on a baby just like i said to a guy today there's like i'm 40 now what do you yeah. need to change the, like, actually like,
2: 19 the year you were born it was probably the most important year academically in my life i went that's when i went to the orange library i picked up the sword and the stone seven days to sunday and uh, bodybuilding and self-defense by miles callum and those three <laughs> books are still facing me every time i sit down at my desk yeah you have a great memory.
1: Um, we have a lot in common, you and I. I yeah. had to just, I have to bring this up. Okay. Um, Aggie, former Aggie, oh, yeah. for sure. You, you are also class Aggie. of '79. Um, and I worked at a cheese factory through college. Schrivers? No, it was Mountain Farms. Oh, my sure, sure, worked yeah, over yeah, there. yeah, yeah. My brother worked. Wasn't Schrivers. He worked over at Gosner's.
2: Gosner's, are our, our rivals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, let me just let me just talk about that, Neil. And if you don't mind, let me just broaden it out for okay. everyone in the audience. Um, first off, let's embrace the fact that next year you'll be older. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just got older.
2: Are second. you are you okay with that? And, yeah. and 10 years from now, there's a chance you'll be 10 years older. Isn't it weird how people are all so
1: caught up in that? It's it. Just say
2: but it. it's absolutely true, okay. right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: So basically, I I use uh Nick Raines' numbers now because it's just so it just seems so true to me. He breaks um our impact in health and fitness. Uh say let, let's just I hate to say this to some of our listeners, but say up to 15 years old. Let's just you know, from birth to fifteen, you should be taking PE classes and enjoying life, moving your body, Skipping. Learn, fun, learn. Ride your bike, yeah. learn to swim, uh, wear a helmet. Try not, try not to you know destroy your life by right. some. Here, hold my uh, hold my soft drink and watch this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> KSL edit.
2: Yeah. So from age sixteen to thirty five, there's and real quick. Sadly, that is where most of the fitness industry survives. The sixteen to thirty-five year old. uh, It's the bro code. It's the uh, it's the the, the, hey don't take this, but the frat boy workouts. It's the uh, upper body workout three days a week. Right. Lower body five years from now. Uh, hard as you can, work as hard as you right. can. Eye the
1: tiger, kind of real so, bravado. Stuff. So
2: let's just let's just break down. So that group there, sixteen to thirty-five. Okay, and really, a lot of people notice by about twenty-seven that the mistakes they made in their youth are already creeping up. And then the next group he has is thirty-six to fifty-five, and it's weird because as I stand back and look, I go, you know, he's right. Still, prime real estate in my life. In fact, I was probably as I told you before we start here, my peak years in my career were around forty-seven. Those were the years I threw my lifetime best in the discus. Uh, I won the, the Pleasanton Highland Games twice. I was a uh, real force to consider as an athlete at forty-seven in open competition, not masters. I'm talking about going against college kids. And oh, really? I oh, didn't yeah. understand that when I read. It yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. Open conversation. Yeah, competition. Uh, it's an interesting thing. I, um, I missed it, but my goal, there's a track meet up at uh, Utah State uh, called the Mark, uh-oh, I can see his name. But there's this great annual track meet uh, uh, by a former Aggie, and I won the meet in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and aughts. And because of injuries, I had to retire, but one of my great goals was to win that meet, Mark Faldmo invitation, I knew I'd go, uh, win that in the aughts. Well, and in the teens, so 20 teens. And the other day, someone said to me, Well, why don't you just win it in the 2020s? I'm like, I like where your head's at.
1: Well, look at you. You look like you could. You yeah, look at your yeah, terrific I feel, shape. I feel very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: so 36 to 55 isn't time to start throwing the dirt on you. In fact, it's a great time of life. This is the time you, in a lot of ways, your career is going to be exploding. And then the third gr- uh, group would be 56 plus. Now, it, Either way, I can work with you either way. Do you want to go
1: uh, up or down? Uh, start with 56 or start with 16. Which way would you like to go? Um, I want to start with 16 to because it, it applies to me. I'm 49. So okay, so let's go. To, or, you know,
2: 16 15. to 35, yeah, 16 these, are to 35. Are the, these is the period of your life that uh, if you're going to make it as an athlete, this is when it happens. This is when – and you can, ha- you can have a marvelous athletic career. From 16 to 35, that's that would be the bulk of high school, your collegiate years, your post-collegiate years. This is the time of life where um, there's going to be two sides in this, okay? There's going to be a cost and benefit. But if you take care, there's no nice way to say this, but Art Devaney said it best. Someone raised her hand during one of its workshops and he says, what's the best thing to do if you want to lose fat? And he said, don't get fat in the first place. Well, the person got offended. but. From 16 to 35, don't get fat in the first place. You know your diet should not be pizza and beer, and candy and, and candy you know, and the all junk. the other. You know you you you're you're going to pay a high price for those uh, adipose tissue decisions of that period. So that would be one. You know you have to be you have to be a little keen on that. Sleep is going to be huge, of course.
1: Even 16 to 35,
2: I would say so. You can get away with more. You can get away with more, but there's going to be, of course. Um, uh, folks, you can't see me, but uh, the best way to think of it is as a toilet bowl. As you spin downward, um, there's a concept called Syndrome X. Uh, okay, when you cut out sleep, you tend to become a little bit more carb hungry. Yeah, you know, if you had a four night, four hour night because of the kids being crazy or something like that, in the morning you're not going to roll out of bed and say, "Do I want to?" <laughs> Egg white only omelet with just seven different vegetables. That I'll cut. Dry. No, you're going to toss down, uh, you're going to just toss down the, 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 what I call the beige diet, the brown food, the, you know, the brown food family, you know, right. uh, and not go to any of these fast food places and you'll That's think brown food and think brown food or beige food and it, you, you might not ever eat there again. So you begin to spiral down. So because you're on carbs, you're messing with your insulin. And so you're going to get this bounce, which makes you eat more, which now, all of a sudden, you turn yourself from, you know, you lean and fit, and now you're turning your metabolism, your whole system, down in this toilet bowl spin. So the decisions you make from thir- uh, 16 to 35 have a massive impact on what's going to be going on at 62, 63, 64. I see. Every th- – those, those – all that I don't, – don't take this meanly, but all that fat that you accumulate in the areas that aren't, uh, aren't needed. That's not going to go anywhere unless you really take things seriously. It's much easier not to do that. Right. Um, from sixteen to thirty-five, you can get a, your lean body mass is like you know like back when I was that age. I would like to get bigger. You know, three weeks later, bigger. You yeah. know, two weeks yeah. later, bigger. I'd like to lean out. Hour and a half later, ah, oh, I can <laughs> see your veins. You know. So right. the idea, what I would say, as best as you can in those. This would be a, this would be the time of life that. If you are an athlete, athlete, uh, I would suggest finding lifetime sports at that time. Uh, be sure you know how to ride a bike and swim and all those other things. Um, try to try to find some things that you like and you enjoy. Uh, I think one of the best things you can do uh, financially is if you're going to get married at that time, marry a really wonderful, supportive person who also believes in a healthy lifestyle and saving money and not getting into debt. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you, folks.
1: Uh, it's one of the things I love about you. you. You won't get stuck on just the science of physiology. No. You'll go all the way, the things that are good for your health. Yeah. I love that you've taken that into consideration. Well, it's I, been a passion of mine for years. I,
2: I tell people all the time, that you make one or, the two biggest financial decisions in your life are you and your spouse. And if you invest wisely in yourself – education.
1: Uh, at, when saving, uh, sure yeah, don't do take right, that gap best year best. out
2: of high school and go travel the world and just feel what it likes to live in Amsterdam at a coffee shop. You know, <laughs> go go to school, get the take that English class, take that statistics class, get them done, get them out of the way, get the degrees, get yourself. You know, take care of business. You know, put money away. Well, that's all good advice. And then when you get into that next one. From 36 to 55, to me, this is the most difficult one because most people are deep in their career and many people's careers are not their passion. They don't have a love affair with what they do. And so the word passion comes from the Latin, of course, to suffer, passios, to suffer. And one of the things I, I tr- I've tried to tell people through the years is that if you can find something you're passionate about, you never go to work your whole life. See, um, it's funny because when you say, like, I have kids, you know, do you love your kids? Well, I'm passionate about them. I'm willing to suffer for them. <laughs> and I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all have. But, you know, when, when people get up, I've had, a num- I've had a lot of injuries and surgeries because I had a, well, what, a 40-plus year athletic career, 50-plus year athletic career. I mean, I competed last summer my first trophy comes from 1967 Um, my wife was born in 68 so 67 to 2019 i don't know i don't do math but that's a while i loved
1: that story that you told um in the first book that you wrote it was never let go yeah about your first trophy and how it meant something to you because you earned it was it little league baseball it was it was it was church ball yeah yeah I read that story. Do you want me to tell a story by that? Would you? That's a good story. I yeah, mean, I-, I loved. I loved the perspective. Please, Wait, uh, two minutes. So in
2: uh, 1967, uh, this just before my brother went off to Nam, uh, he was a high school all-American, and uh, so his pictures in the paper all the time is a track athlete. And and I'm not only was I young for my class, but it was a, a baseball league of third, fourth, and fifth graders. I was third and the youngest kid in the league. And I was terrible. My batting average, zero, zero, 0 So the night before the championship game, of course, you know, I went up to the high school and a guy named Neil Kirsten saw me practicing on my own. He said, you know, you got to keep your eyes open and swing level. Neil Kirsten was a student. He wasn't student. He was a, just a coach. Just a 16-year-old a boy walking by. Yeah. And so he said, keep your eyes on the ball and swing level. Within about two minutes, I started making contact. Well, of course, the next night it's two to nothing uh it's uh, two outs we got a guy in third and the captain says who's up and i said me and he goes we're gonna lose <laughs> bottom of the ninth bottom and i came up kept my eyes on the ball swung level and mike the coach at the time said basically i jumped from home plate to first base i was so excited because i knew i'd won the game basically and uh, so i got this little trophy uh Folks, it's about the size of two thumbs, and it sits in my weight room, and it's the only thing I ask to be at my funeral. It's from 1967.
1: It means something. I love that story. Yeah. When we come back, can we keep discussing health and fitness through 35 to 55? Yeah. Is that the, the right one? And, and then, then we'll jump from And there. then on. And then could we get super deep? I've been struggling to get clients to do stuff that isn't completely high-intensity. They want to go all the way to the burn, as fast and hard to the burn as they can. And I'm not sure that for guys my age at 49, that's serving me as well. And all of your books are pointing to higher intensity, low volume. We'll talk about that. Okay. Awesome. It's, it's an easy one. I can't wait. Um, you're listening to Dan John. Dan John is my guest today, a legend in this industry, um, right here on the Return to Real podcast Honest Health and Fitness. Welcome back to Return to Real. I'm Neil Anderson. My guest today is a legend in my industry. A legend. That must feel good to hear. Dan John. Well, well, I tell you when I'm
2: in like Ireland and someone will walk up to me. It happens it's happened in Ireland several times. Happened in Edinburgh one day, I hear this, Dan John? Yeah. And then they come over and the, the wife will go, oh, no, it's this guy. And the,
1: <laughs> and, I'm a little like that. I've been a little obsessed for the last two yeah. weeks. I've been obsessed for 20-plus years. Yeah. With, so it's, it is it is.
2: And the thing is, a good story is my daughter was at Temple Bar in Dublin one night, and she meets this young Irish boy, and they be, decide to become Facebook friends. And he says, so how do you – we have a mutual friend, Daniel John. How do you know him? He's my dad. He fanboyed out yeah. so bad. Yeah. It was it's actually still kind of a funny yeah, little I story. Yeah, I can't
1: believe you said you'd do the show. I can't. Oh, like yeah. it's what a, what a pleasure. It's, a, it's if an honor. We're yeah. going to listen to advice, health and fitness advice from anybody. You're going to listen to it from a guy like this. So We were talking before we went to break. We were talking about different age groups, training mentality, and we kind of covered the thirty or sixteen to thirty-five ish. Okay, we started to move on. Yeah, we started to move on. Okay, let's
2: get into to where you're at. The thirty-six to fifty-five. I guess the biggest thing here is that you're so busy with life. Uh, It's this is when that's when you're probably dragging the kids around to different events. This is parent teacher time. This is you know you, you know this is a busy time. So. What happens at this time, sadly at the same, is that this is when lean body mass decides to rebel against you. Uh you used to, it's probably been slowly happening for a decade, but this is when you step on the scale and you've been the same weight for a decade, that's what you've been telling yourself. <laughs> but in truth, you're you're you've had seven new belts, everyone bigger in that decade. And all of a sudden one day you, you say, What well, I wait I weighed what I weighed in college and then one overnight. What well, what's been happening is slowly lean body mass has been flipping, and this actually is the best time to start thinking about. Well, there's two things. Uh, the first is what we call hypertrophy, and most people would hear that as traditional bodybuilding. Yeah. Though you got to be a little careful on that, okay? Because I don't want you to think you're going for the blitz, the burn, the you know terrorize your triceps. None of that. You you want to do the basics, the fundamentals. Uh, uh, I always say push pull. Uh, hinge squat and loaded carries Uh loaded carries is when you pick up a weight and you walk with it And for those of you who have kids, you know what i'm talking about uh, You don't need to train that and you, you got to have You probably we should spend some time uh, I'm a big fan of weightlifting. So i'm telling you that can you do this with calisthenics? Yeah, you can It's a little more difficult because calisthenics has a top end on it your body weight, right? But the other thing that starts to go to is you now be careful gentle listener joint mobility. Flexibility is neurological. That is telling some your system to relax so you have a bigger range of movement. Joint mobility is the free movement of uh, of yourself around your joints. Right. So, you know, functional range of motion what in, you do when you move. In your jo- in, in your shoulders, your, right. your, your your knees, your hips obviously. Uh, appropriate amount uh, I got to tell you the biggest ones people would miss, uh, toes fingers Whoa. and wrists uh and I, I get the wrist thing but i've never heard toes and fingers yeah in fact one of the things we do in our gym we call them vents we do these long 30 40 50 second stretches on the on the the ankles the fin- uh, toes the wrists and the fingers and the reason we call them vents is that uh for example i'm showing uh, the wrist one right now is my my wrist right after after will be very hot it's venting
1: the heat out of there. Show me that. Can I? Can sure, you this that one is like? just,
2: there's a the simple so one. So
1: he's got his, his palm up, fingers against the desk, and he's pushing forward on it. And you're just going to hold that? Just hold it there. That's so simple. so simple. A desk and you could, could go all,
2: you could go all four directions.
1: Okay, so then he puts his pinky on and he pushes it yeah, down. down. He puts his forefinger on, pushes like he's going to a handshake on the desk, and yeah. he pushes up on that. And then, of course, you have to do the opposite side. Yeah. So... Eric, who is a boxer, he got excited about that when you started showing them. Yeah, That's a thing for you, right, Eric? You probably have to have some yeah. more wrist flexibility. So
2: from 36 to 55, you should also – so there's one other thing I want to make sure I bring up here too. But from 36 to 55, this is the time where your lean body mass decisions are going to have a huge impact on your future life. Uh, uh, my old boss told me one time he, – he went on Atkins very seriously. I go – why? And he, he asked me for advice. And I helped him. And he said, I go, why? He goes, Well, I was at the golf course and uh, I was with every, this little foursome I was with. They were all over 80. And I said, to The guys, what's the secret to long life? And the guy went like this with his finger. He waved him. He goes, You notice nobody's very big here. Yeah. And I thought, Wow, that's so lean body mass. Uh, so So by hypertrophy work, and keeping an eye on garbage, you know, garbage in, I garbage
1: Free means uh, body growth, deal, body yeah.
2: and joint mobility really should be the key there. But also, this is a really important time, thirty-six to fifty-five. With my daughters, I call it social capital. This is when you really need to make sure you're a communal creature. Um, I've told my daughters many times that, as important as money is, finance, if you need your couch moved having a friend come over and help you move a couch that's social capital um the other day i needed to drop my car off to get the you know the lube and stuff up well i just said hey would you mind picking me up had a friend come immediately that's social capital you need to have you need to be in a community of people who care about you now it now some of the listeners might just think well he's talking about church okay that's true but it's also about the you might have I have a set of friends that we just do things with. Tuesday night we go to bingo. It's the silliest thing. My daughters go to the bingo and we have a friend who's 88 goes with us and all the ages in between. It's silly. It's called Breaking Bingo. It's silly. But every Tuesday night I look forward to it cuz I'm with my friends. And you want to get those things in life you want to have good neighbors you know you want to have, you want to know your neighbors uh not long ago I had to help a neighbor his wife passed out and he, he needed help getting her out you know uh, yeah. uh, and that's that's what neighbors yeah. do yeah and so at 36 to 55 it's really if you went to a school be you know be part of the alumni group uh be in a book club and i know all this sounds silly but i'm a big believer and what I call tapestry. Um, the, the word fit, and this is the biggest thing that bothers me in the industry right now means to knit knit K N I T. Yeah. So a fit person is like a jigsaw puzzle. They're well knitted. So the more, the more you can build your tapestry, the more interconnected you are in that 36 to 55 age range, the you're setting the stage for a long, healthy life after, um, it's a hard thing to, to listen to. But, you know, at my age, again, I'm turning 63, but we laugh about it a little bit. But if you go to your high school reunions, at your 10-year reunion, there'll be a list of three names on the wall of our classmates who've passed. Almost always it's tragedy. It's cancer, yeah. auto accident. <clears throat> your 20-year reunion, there's there's six or seven names. And it's, oh, what happened? Oh, Rita died of breast cancer. That's so sad. Which is true, but Rita Harrington died of breast cancer. At your 40 year reunion you stand there and you go how many panels are there of names you feel like you're and this is just at the 40. so one of the things I recommend at the 36 to 55 when I say build social capital it'd be really nice to have people who are in their 80s who are your friends 70s but it's also important to make sure if you're if you play in a league in my 40s I still played adult football um, wow. Wow. and I was with guys you know my teammates were 19 22 23. And there i was forty five just a big, fast guy who pounded on people. Wow. you know from there, the last group is fifty six plus you <clears throat> well <laughs> you you if uh, my wife always says, if you plant potatoes, you get potatoes uh, once you turn fifty six whatever you planted is coming up. <laughs> Which is the point. It's
1: right. the point of planting it early and yeah. planting good health. So, so if you
2: decided to plant corn when you were 19, you can't be surprised at 65 when you've got corn. Um, so at 56, this is this is a couple things, and we're going to get to your point right before the break here in just a second. So after 56, um, uh, much of your training has to be uh, in, in your life experiences. The, the need for walking uh, is just that really becomes important. Walking is such a good thing for the human person. My good friend, Stu McGilly's a back specialist up in Canada. He told me one time that all the voodoo we do is all great and fine, but if you could just get people to go for walks, because right. as you walk, you get that spring in your step, and that spring is your
1: spine and body working together. The human walk. body was meant to locomote. To it lo- was meant like to that. go forward. It was meant to be on its feet moving forward. That's the one thing I think that separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom. We can generally yeah. go farther, longer, with less. It's amazing. With less energy they, burn less That's, energy that's burn. absolutely true, yeah. We have an amazing system. Uh, So it needs to be on its feet. I love your thoughts on
2: that. So the next thing – so I would put walking as kind of a foundational thing. But listen, riding bikes and all the rest is fine too. You said locomotion and all – anything that you're powered. At past 56, if you can do mobility work, you can do flexibility work, and you can do strength training work – it you you are really going to be much happier. Um, Rob Wolf makes a great point. Live long, drop dead. And um, that's kind of my, my, what my goal is.
1: Um, go was that your quote? Live long, die fast? <laughs> no, but I, I, I think, know I read that in a thing you wrote. That was an article you wrote for Men's Health. I know yeah, I read that. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. That, was, your, that yeah, was an article. Yeah, yeah. He's written so many, doesn't he? Really yeah, it. I get lost sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um,
2: so any... You know, when it comes to nutrition, it's funny. I, I, I had this little thing on Instagram. Uh, my friend Pat Flynn, uh, I call it, uh, my napkin lessons. If we ever go out to dinner or anything, people will ask me a question. The first thing I do is I grab a pen and I draw up, my matrix is my, all my stuff. Well, today <laughs> I did my nutrition, uh, and it's eat vegetables, eat protein, drink water. And, uh, if you can do that from 16 when you're, f- when you're 56 you're gonna be fine so everything i'm telling you i, I want you to sleep i want you to eat vegetables i want you to eat protein i want you to drink water i want you to go for a walk uh i want you to have friends i want you to cultivate friendships i want you to care about things here's the problem with everything i just said i can't make any money off of anything i just said
1: right you but can't sell fitness like that i can't you're sell. never gonna make a million dollars selling that <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> a, it, most of us aren't yeah. going to make a million dollars. the thing is
2: th- our our listeners right now, most of them are probably sitting there going, "Yeah, I know that." Yeah, and I know and and I know that you know that. But did you know that I okay, I know you know this. But now it's it's taking those actionable steps. And that's why I'm a big believer in what the system called Tiny Habits. Uh, that's BJ Fogg's work out of Stanford where if you've never trained before, you would do something as simple as you would put your training shoes next to the door and make sure they're there. That's okay. Next week, your job is to put your training shoes on every day and then take them off and leave them next to the door. Third week is to take, put your training shoes on, find something you can see from your front door, walk out, touch it, and walk back. And people laugh at this tiny habit thing, but that's more than you've been doing already. Yeah. And the idea is, I worked with this one gentleman who lost 100 pounds in a year. In his first month, he had to drink two glasses of water. His habits were so bad. His first month, and I was his accountability buddy, and the joke is I called him at 9 o'clock, and it would go ring, 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 because he was drinking that second glass of water. (laughs) But at the end of the year, ran a half marathon and lost 100 pounds. Wow. Because it's that momentum that a lot of people lose. That's why if you can have a lifetime of fitness, health, Uh, I break things down. Uh, I don't know how we're doing on time, but I break things down in the four kind of areas. Health is that would be your liver is livering, your lungs are lungsing. You need to get health by blood tests, uh, seeing appropriate doctors. I I recommend eye doctor once a year, dentist two or three times a year, medical uh, checkup once a year. Pretty, pretty basic stuff. But that's how you find out if you're healthy. Another word is longevity. And there's two issues there. Quality and quantity. Now, in my family, we don't have quantity. So I try to make it up with quality. And I try very hard to, you know, make a difference. That's our family motto. And travel well, uh, be kind, things like that. Okay? I might die sooner than a lot of you, but my quality has been pretty good. And then the third word that people always confuse is fitness. And that's simply the ability to do a task. And that's the worst word we have. Because as a discus thrower, if I throw 75 meters and I can't catch my breath for an hour and a half, I'm still the world record holder. I am absolutely fit to throw a discus For Well, I don't want to hear – don't ask about what my mile time is. I'm a discus thrower. So people get that all messed up. And then the fourth word is my world, performance. Someone calls your name and you step up. I take the tools from performance. And try to apply them into the other three areas. And then I take the lessons I learned from better people me in those other areas and, and then shift them back into performance. If, if You see how there's kind of a matrix yeah, there? I do. Um, so after 56, first, you're gonna, you're gonna, you planted potatoes, okay? But if you take your walking seriously, if you take your community, your your social fabric, your tapestry seriously, you you make the effort to begin to do some kind of regular a training program of some kind. And, and in fact, I'm fine with if it's Zumba in your life. I'm fine. Uh, I, whatever you decide is fine, as long as you feel like you're there's a place to progress to. And so, those would be the three big. The three big areas. It, do, do, let me just give the, uh, a way to do this real fast. I love it. Please. Okay. <clears throat> I have two little tools that I use, and I, I mentioned Rob before. The first is called Shark Habits, and this really has made a huge difference, not only in my coaching career, but in my financial life and everything else. Uh, when you called me up, what was – yes, no, right? Did I – was my answer to you when you said do the podcast? It was yes, right? Playing right off the bat, yeah. Boom. There was no – I don't know. I'll get back. Let me
1: get talk to my assistant. That's yeah. What I so
2: you know Revelation three fifteen. Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. You are lukewarm, and I will throw you out. I love that. So for me, um, pirate. Uh, pardon me. Shark habits are making decisions. Like you'll notice. Like I always joke. I'm wearing a black polo. I have sixteen of the exact same black polos, and the reason it's only sixteen is because that's all they had in North America in my size. I bought every one of their shirts in my size. And I never say so th- you don't
1: have to make think. a decision.
2: I don't have to think about it. I love that. We have a that's why we're
1: black, too. Today was a special occasion.
2: Yeah. Um, when the kids were little, we had a menu for every night of the week. Later, I also had a breakfast menu. Um, I do white laundry on Monday and dark laundry on Tuesday. So if there's a big if there's a lot of white laundry on Saturday, my mind walks by it and goes, yeah, that's Monday. That's a Monday task, not a today task. And I've been doing this kind of thing for a long time. So um, if you ever talk to a bride, there are people RSVPing you? And they'll look at it and go, no. Well, now here's the key. You send me a, you ask me to come to your wedding. If I can go, I say, yes, check the box. And I say, I want the chicken sandwich or the tuna sandwich. It doesn't matter. I never remember anyway. And I send it right back to the, and then I go to, the place that they always tell you to go buy things on i check the box and, and i send it away from there because it, it's important to that young lady yeah i'm terrible at that but i need change to that better. i will because it's going to infect your in your health your fitness and your longevity because you'll be wasting this life with all that nonsense stuffed up in your head check the box get it done clear that brain move on do something and the next thing i got P- pat flynn it's called a sh- it's called a pirate map go to st john's island find the white coconut tree walk seven steps to the west dig down there's the there's the there's the sunken control treasure yeah. so my pirate map is before i go to bed i write a to-do list and i make the coffee because i wake up to the smell of coffee the moment i wake up i'm grateful because that's what i do every day i eat eight different kinds of vegetables every day and then I train, I lift weights. Well, now I'm lifting weights five days a week. And, uh, I figure if I do those day in, day out for the next 10 years, I will be a much happier person. Folks make a pirate map. It's what you do every day that counts, not what you do in this distance. Sometimes somewhere.
1: I'm terrible at that too. Well, we're after when, be when we go to break, I'm not, we're going to work on this system. I'll show you how to do it. I love it. Um, I wish we had more time with you, but you'll can come, I back. come back. Yeah. You'll come back. I, it'd be nice to have this kind of voice of reason and experience and academia. It's just you're the whole, you're the whole deal. Um, appreciate that. I oh, really absolutely. want to, if we can, I'd like to get into training, deeper into training. I, I understand the reason we didn't cover most of that today is because we talked about what was important. Yeah, we don't yeah, let's talk about what's important
2: and then don't. Yeah, then it's let's okay. specify. Yeah. We're going to have Thanksgiving, but we don't have a turkey
1: and no guests. Well, let's get back to what's important here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Will you come back and visit us? Anytime. I appreciate that. I weekly, appreciate you. Weekly, if you'd like. I'm grateful for your, your, what you do for us Thank you. And, and what you've done for me in my career. Um, and I'm excited to apply. I'm going to make a map. I'm going to do that every day. And. Well, I have it on my computer. I have it in my diary, and I have it on my bathroom wall. More importantly, I'm going to start returning phone calls and texts. Oh. That's something I need to do a little better at. I have appreciated greatly that every time I wrote something to you, you got back to me immediately. So that's a, good, that's a good place to start for me. That's my turkey for Thanksgiving. There you go. Dan John, thanks for visiting us. Here anytime. Okay, along. thank you. Um, folks, you've been listening to the Return to Real podcast, Honest Health and Fitness, right here with Neil Anderson.